Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, y'all, hold on one second. Before we move on to our next topic, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Point number one, it's free. F-R-E-E. That means no money down. You can download the app and you can use it immediately. No money down, no bread, no nothing. Point number two, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. What am I saying? I'm saying you don't have to download any strange or or hard to learn software. You don't have to leave the comfort of your home. If you have a cell phone or a laptop, then that's all you need to start making your podcast on Anchor today. Point number three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. Let me say it again. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify. I'm talking Apple Podcasts. I'm talking Google Podcasts. I'm talking everywhere, any podcast platform you can think of, Anchor will distribute it for you. So you post your podcast right here on Anchor, and then on your end, your job is done. Anchor's literally doing the work for you. Point number four, point number four, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Let me say that again for the people in the back. I said on Anchor. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That means if one individual listens to your podcast, you can still make some money. Mm. Who don't like money? I know I do. In the last point, point number five, it's literally everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So listen, I don't know about y'all, but I love Anchor. I've been using it for a while. It's been amazing for the Porch Podcast. And I got other friends who have podcasts as well who have told me nothing but positive things about this app. So listen, you need to download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let me say that one more time. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to A-N-C-H-O-R, that's Anchor dot fm to get started this is the porch this is darnell smith let's get it baby anchor i love you yo 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 what's popping you kicking it with the coldest podcast in the world i'm your co-host b jones aka bolo but you already knew that and of course i couldn't pull up to the porch without my dog what's going on y'all it's your boy d nail aka big smitty aka d nice and this is the porch Living in LA and then I'm living in Indy. 
it's just I'm just glad we able to make things work, bro. We always seem to make things work, bro. So I appreciate you for that. Of course, of course. But to, hey, forget all that. We got we got two special guests today. Special day. It's part two, episode two of our, our parenting series. Why don't y'all go ahead and introduce yourselves real quick? I don't want to take your light away. Okay. <laughs> um, so first of all, I'm super excited to be here. I'm so excited for you guys continuing the podcast. We really need it for our culture. So thank you so much for doing this. Um, my name is Brandy Bennett. I am the creator and founder of Go Off Sis LLC, a lifestyle brand that focuses on the elevation of women to excel in everything they do, honey. Okay, and now. My wonderful fiance. Hey, okay. Go by the name of Sully, Chris Sully, if you know, uh, creator of Vacation, uh, Indianapolis native resident, trying to make it happen in the city. Yes, sir. Hey, like always, I do appreciate y'all. Um, you guys are, are uh, definitely doing doing your thing in all aspects from, you know, uh, out there in the world, creating a positive impact, you know what I mean, to beautiful Black people and let alone parents, you know what I mean? And that's why you guys are here, because you guys are parents and you guys are doing the damn thing. So, Hats off to y'all, and, and we're going to get into a little bit of the parenting. Obviously, you know, we had last episode, we had two fathers on, yeah. so it's a bit interesting Interesting now, because we got a little bit of twist to it now, you know what I mean? So we got one household, you know, and we got two parents here, so we're going to get into it. Yeah, I'm excited. Y'all going to get the woman's touch on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm with that. Woman's touch on the porch, we need that. So let's hop straight into it, man. Just kind of start off, you know, with just straightforward. First off, what is it like being a parent? Like, I want to hear the 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 good and, and the not the bad, but just the, the tough part of being a parent as well. Bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, man, it's 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 the most tiring and rewarding thing ever. Um, not tiring physically. Sometimes it can be mentally. Sometimes emotionally, because you want so much for your kids. Um, but when I say rewarding, it can it can make you feel like you're on cloud nine. You know what I mean? When you see your kids excel, excel. And succeed so it, it's um it's a mixed bag of you know creation <laughs> yeah I, I would say for me um and i was just actually talking to our premarital counselor earlier today about it you know for me it was like a bit of a i wouldn't say a culture shock maybe relationship shock mm -hmm. um you know chris is not the first guy that i dated who had children but he is a first active father no, i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh oh <laughs> we on a porch for real now but <laughs> well, no, he's the most um, active father. So me, it was more of a um, a shock in regards to knowing that like you are literally on their time schedule. Like mm -hmm. everything that you thought you had planned that day is like, ooh, it's it's not gonna always happen that way. So um, it has definitely been rewarding, especially with Mason. We 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 have a different connection. Mason is uh, our step, my stepdaughter, Chris's daughter. She's six. I met her when she was two, and okay. our bond is a little bit different than me and Xavier's because when I met her she couldn't really remember anything before that um so just to seeing her grow and really evolve into this little sassy lady it, it makes me happy because it's like yes yeah, like she, she acts like me like that's <laughs> what I wanted so but no it, it's definitely like trying to find that balance between like okay like you still have to find that alone time with your mm -hmm. spouse um and then also you know spend time with your kids it, it can definitely be a challenge mm -hmm. yeah okay now um Brandy um obviously you know the bonus mom thing, right? So how long have you been, just for the for the listeners, how long have you been in that bonus mom position? I know you said Mason was two when you met her. So I'm, I'm assuming four years? Yeah, so, uh, well, yeah, because she was two when I met her, then she turned like three the next month. So like, yeah, almost mm -hmm. four years. Um, but I, I would probably say like hands-on, hands-on, probably like 
two and a half. Because yeah. we we were dating first, and then I, I didn't meet the kids until maybe like three months after. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. We just wanted to make sure that, one, I was comfortable with it as well, and that, you know, the kids were comfortable meeting me. Because Chris told me, like, later on down the line, like, he told them, like, you know, this is my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. This is somebody that you're going to need to respect. So he kind of, like, prepped them, more so Xavier, for the the introduction because i was nervous i took a couple shots and i was like okay i was like we're gonna do this but yeah i was i was i was nervous nah and and that kind of real quick but i think that goes kind of to a question i had in mind so talk about you know i guess some question for chris how did that conversation go like initially you know with your kids because like for me so give you a quick background with me so i grew up my first like 10 years i had you know my my real my mom and my dad they split up um and my mom was single for a little while but then she you know she brought on another another man who's my stepdad now obviously but initially you know when you're a kid you're like i don't know this you know what right. I mean? like, yeah. this ain't this ain't my daddy i don't know who this is so <laughs> yeah. how was it how was that with you this early on uh i think you know for my son especially first of all i don't i don't bring my women around my kids you know that that whole thing is a, is a big thing yeah. uh, i think the bigger thing is he, he was missing something he wasn't receiving so he was receptive to more love, um, but I would say the biggest thing is, you know, we were we made we were friends first. You know, there was no like uh, what is it, PDA? Yeah, yeah, there was no PDA right. around the kids. Mm-hmm. Just we want, you know, we didn't want to like make them in front uncomfortable. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't want to make them uncomfortable. Right. So that was uh, probably like what three or four months of just. I mean, of course we hugged. Because I was I was yeah. even like afraid to like not afraid, but I was like hesitant to spend the night. And I was like, I don't know. Oh, girl, you're spending the night. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I was like, night. He was like, it's my house. Like, I'm like, okay. But, but no, <laughs> I, I, I sat him down, explained it to him. Um, and you know, but it, you know, he's a good kid, so he was receptive. And you know, my my daughter the same way. She, she was she was, excited. Yeah, a positive impact right away. So um, it wasn't hard. It wasn't hard. Nice, nice. So um, let's fast forward now. I mean, Brandy, you are intertwined, right? I mean, obviously, you know, I know a little bit about you, um, a lot about you, obviously, um, from Kaylin, just being around you guys. And definitely from the outside looking in, it seems like you've taken on a big piece um, Mm -hmm. of the puzzle, right? So let's get into kind of the parenting side of things. So our last episode, um, shout out to Ross. Ross was an older older gentleman who had uh, several kids. One of the things he, he mentioned that stuck with me was you got to figure out who's who in your parenting situation um, when it comes to how you deal with your children. So for you guys, my question for you is, I guess, what's uh, you know, who are you in, in, in the parenting uh, relationship, you know, with your children? You know, Chris, are you the disciplinarian? Are you the nurturer? Oh, yeah. no, I'm saying I'm curious. Don't run me through that. <laughs> so it, it, um, and, and you guys have you have you have, you have a son? I know you have, I, I was, you know, you have not yet, okay. not yet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. They cooking, they cooking. That's not you back there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, his, girl, his wife and them in the picture. He, he thought that was kids in the bag. Okay, okay. Oh, that's me, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so she, uh, she's short, though. She's short, so you probably would think. <laughs> but it, no, it's, it's twofold. So with my son, um, I'm, the, I'm the disciplinarian. Um, gotta be, you got to be a better man than me. So I'm, a, I'm really, I'm, probably not too hard, but I'm harder on him. Um, you know, my thing with him is if you don't do it right the first time, how could you ever find time to do it again? Mm. Um, so you know, about doing things right. So I'm real strict on him and she gives him like the nurturing side. But for my daughter, uh, I can't really, you know, it's just like, 
Oh, no, dad, I don't want to do this. Okay, babe. You don't have to. And I'm so obviously, I'm Same. like, girl, get up now. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, no. That's, that's how it is. So I'm, I'm, I'm hard on my son because, you know, I want him to be a better man. But my daughter, I'm, I'm her protector, her provider. I want her to feel like, hey, you don't have to give yourself something, give, give something up to get something in return. Like love is free from, from dad. You know what I mean? Um, but the distance is very, I try to be hard on her, but yeah. I, I want to get my input. Go ahead. <laughs> jump in, jump in. Because what Chris said is literally total opposite of me, right? Yep. Mason, yep. I'm harder on her because one, like, and I always tell you, David Mason, is I hate lazy people. Like, I don't mm. like, I don't like excuses and I don't like people to be lazy. So like, it, and again, it, I may be a little bit harder on her at like three, I had her folding clothes. I'm like, no, girl, like get up. Like, I need you to be doing something. You live in this house, I like, contribute. So when she kind of does like the pouting thing with Chris, I'm the one that's like, no, Chris, like she literally just lied to you. Like we're not going that route, you know? But for Xavier, <laughs> like oftentimes, like I'll text him and be like, don't, don't worry about daddy. Oh, like, for real? Yeah, I'm no. like, he's going to. <laughs> like, I didn't daughter, know that. You know, cause he needs that like softer yeah, side, true. which I know that he might not get from Chris, but vice versa. Mason, Mason might not get like the softer side of me, but it's because I'm trying to train her into a, a woman mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um and like my mom has always told me those that that age three to five those years are crucial mm -hmm. um so I feel like I came in I was like okay this is how we're gonna do it this is how I want you to act and it's because I wanted her to be that was, was gonna be that was kind of thing I was gonna say but yeah. I wanted her to be like like similar to me to be honest like mm -hmm. I wanted her to be a go-getter I wanted her to be like ambitious I want her to be independent all of, those, yeah, all of those things um, so it's it's flip-flop yeah for both of us, like within, within the gender roles of right. the boy and then Mason, like the girl. Yeah. Perfect. So to, to pee off that, um, I just had something pop in my mind. So obviously, Brandy, it seems like you've taken on a big piece when it comes to development, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess for you and Chris, I guess, when did you guys get to that point? Because just think about society, like a lot of step parents, bonus mom, bonus dads, a lot of people shy away from that responsibility. A lot of people are necessarily kind of scared to take that on and fear of, you know, what the kids may say and kind of how society has thrown that on us that, you know, step parents and bonus parents, you know, really, you know, obviously you guys do a great job, right? But they tell us that, you know, the, the parents are, are the one that's, you know, supposed to do the job, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, with you, with you, your guys' dynamic, I guess, at what point did you say, okay, this is, this is how it's going to go? Like, like when you finally put your foot down, you know, being yeah. that bonus parent. I would say, you know what? I had to give up control and allow her to step in and do the things that she does. Not saying that I was controlling like that, but like, you know, when she would get on the kids, hey, sometimes she got it. You know, Chris, I tell him, so Chris, shut the hell, shut the hell up, man. You're good, mm -hmm. you're good. You don't need to jump in. And I still, here and there, I'm like, what's going on? You're good, you're good. But you don't but, do that. <laughs> hey, I, I'm on the couch now, like, well, she, they should have did what she said. She wouldn't be yelling at me. Right, right, right. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like Chris kind of had his guard up towards mm, how I would treat them based off of how I was raised. How he so, was raised. Because right. mm -hmm. he has a step parent as well. Um, and you know, I had to I had to explain to them, these children, regardless if I stay with you or not, they are innocent. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think oftentimes like society tries to put like a label. Cause I will be honest, like Brian, I, I didn't know. I had no I, I knew he had kids, right? But as far as like me being as hands on, like me being the emergency contact, like mm -hmm. I didn't know that all of these things would like happen. But I feel like they molded me into a better woman. 
um but yeah like I, I didn't know that this was going to happen and I felt like it kind of just came naturally and my mom has always said that like, I've had like a, a nurturing spirit right and so I I will always have to like be like these kids are innocent like they didn't know like you know this mm-hmm. was going to happen and so one thing that I think is important for step parents a male or female to understand is that like my biggest thing is how I raised Xavier and Mason exactly how I'm gonna raise my kids, right? I don't want, and I even told them like once me and Chris do have kids, I don't want to use the word stepbrother, stepsister. Mm-hmm, this right. is your brother. This is your sister. You mm-hmm. know, I because if when you think about it, I would have loved my. This sounds weird, but I would have loved. Mason and Xavier longer than I have loved my kids, right? Because right. I've known them longer. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, we're not using that word, like, we're not doing that. So back to your question, I kind of feel like maybe around like, maybe like the, the after the year one, yeah, is when he kind of like loosened up the reins. It was like, okay, like she got it. Cause I was she's, like, Mason. She's in it for the, a good reason. It's not just. Yeah, I was like, Mason, you need you to know. put your shoes on now. Or like, you need to like, I would be like, you know, starting with her. And he's like, you need to calm down. I'm like, no, I don't. Like, she's too. Like, I have to start this. Cause I shouldn't have to say it twice, type of thing. Right. So right. now he doesn't do it. He just be chilling, which I love. Like, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now I love that. So and this and you might have already kind of touched on this some, but Brandy, what made you so confident to even step into the role? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm trying to put myself in the shoes as well. Like I probably would have been nervous as hell. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't have kids yet. You know, I have a little sister, and I've been around young people, but like I don't have experience as a parent. Like again, from the outside looking in, it looks like you just. You was doing your thing. Like, it's just nothing. So what made you so confident? Okay, this is about to be, like, a funny answer, but I really mean this. What okay. About to say? <laughs> so when I was in middle school, I'm not kidding, man. When I was in middle school, I used to babysit three kids at one time. Brian asked Kayla. Uh, Kayla used to live on the street. Kayla used to live on the street next to the lady's house, and she would, like, come over, too. And I did it for, like, four, four or five years. And so I knew I could take care of kids. I was like, oh, this is easy. I used to do this when I was 12. Like, put the baby on my head. We got the other baby making a sandwich. Like, you know, I, I that's what I did. So in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm not going to challenge with the, like, juggling of trying to do, like, 15 things at one time. It was more so, like, okay, am I going to be compared to their mom? You know, are they going to tell me, like, when we get into, like, little disagreements? Oh, you're not my mom. Or, And I will tell you, none, none of that has ever happened. And I think this is the reason why. I have never tried to talk bad about their mother in front of them, right? Because I want them to look at me as their safe space. So if I'm like bashing like their mother or, you know, talking negatively about them, they're not going to feel comfortable coming to me like, hey, like this is how I feel about so-and-so. So I think really just making sure that I um, kept like confidential conversations between me and Chris, like so the kids wouldn't hear us. Um, and then just also like letting them know like, hey, <clears throat> I, I, I'm not trying to be your mother. You know, I'm just one. And I, I will always say to Xavier, like I'm just one extra person that loves you. Right, right. Mm-hmm. When he, because I met him when he was six, so he, I feel like he was kind of struggling a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of struggling a little, a little bit with it because he was like, mm, "You're not my mom." Mason was just like, "Oh, it's another girl in the house. Like this is gonna be fun." Right. Um. So I think Xavier struggled with it for a little bit, but he was always extremely respectful. Mm-hmm. And then he would tell me, he would tell me times like, you know, like I miss my mom, or I'm like, okay, well let's talk about it, you know. Um. So I think just you know, one being open to them and say, "Hey, you guys, I'm nervous too. Like I, I don't know like what's gonna happen. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what to do." sometimes you know just being open with them and then also going into it like not trying to be superhero yeah like yeah. I was just trying to be there so back to your question I was scared too <laughs> <laughs> I was scared right. too I was like I hope I do this right but I feel like with parents 
any, any type of parent, like, it's no rule book to it. You kind of just like learn as you go. Yeah, so, right. Now to, to segue off that, um, we'll ask, uh, we'll ask both you guys the same question, um, here. Uh, we'll, we'll let Chris go last. Cause I have an extra question for Chris. Um, so let's talk about, let's talk about your upbringing. Right. So, um, what we were talking about on the last show was, you know, one of the one of the guests said it's almost inevitable for you to not adopt some of the things that your parents did when you were um you know a child right so it, it you know so you find yourself you know even my son you know i'm only i've only been a father for you know 19 19 months but you find yourself doing things that your mom did or saying stuff that your dad said um i guess did you guys piggyback on some of the things that your parents did or some of those philosophies and has that made you the parents you are today okay so i would say one brian you got some good recaps from the last one shout out to you <laughs> um, so i would i would probably say that what, I, what i'm trying to do a little bit differently um is say no a little bit more mm -hmm. um you know my sister and myself we kind of never heard no and that kind of like backfired a little bit uh, they kind of like backfired in like <laughs> relationships because it was like, what you mean? No, like, okay, well, then I'll just do it myself. And so I'm trying to break that mold with Mason. Like, e even if it's something as simple as, okay, can I get some candy at the store? No, not today, not right now. Because I, I can't say yes every single time, but she'll understand why when she gets older, right? And then one thing too that I'm trying to like do a little bit better at, but then it, it goes back to my upbringing. Like for me, like it was, we were raised in a single parent household, just my sister and my mom. And so we literally saw my mom do everything, everything. I mean, take out the trash, change the tire, cut the grass, like whatever needed to be done, it was literally just her. So sometimes I have a hard time like asking for help um, because I, I'm used to seeing that for 26 years, well, I'm 28 now, but when I met Chris, 20 plus years, that's how my family dynamic was. So sometimes I can like run myself in the ground because I'm like, okay, well, let me just ask for help, right? Mm, right. So I think that I'm trying to tell Mason, like, you know, if you need if you need help, like, you know, ask me, but still try it yourself. So yes, back to your question. Yes, there has been things that um, my, my mom did that has trickled down into the kids, but I'm trying to put my own little twist on it. Yeah, uh, hey, real quick, I just had to laugh and she said a thing about no, um, there's two more days left of school. You know, these kids are going crazy. My daughter just got it. I got an email from my daughter's teacher today. Mason doesn't like the word no. She told me, end quote, I'm not going to do that. When she had to clean up. I said, See, he didn't tell me that. <laughs> I didn't tell her that. He didn't tell me because she would have got a whooping. Right, right. <laughs> but she's telling no, like, it's this, they're the same person, man. But no, um, I think for me, with my, my parents, um, like my stepfather, you know, he took care of us, but he wasn't really emotional mm -hmm. um, in regards to like, touch, feel, hug, support, uh, like that. So I'm, I'm real intentional about my son being, showing his emotions. But I think, you know, I'm always like, you know, give me a hug, man, give me a kiss, man. You know, rubbing his head, make sure, you know, you're good, you, you know what I mean? Right. Make sure you give him a hug. And I, and, and I think what that is, now he's, sometimes he's overly emotional. Even like, you know, with sports, you know, and he'll, he'll cry at the drop of a hat, but he'll also try to- I was the same way when I was young, I said, hey. So, he's in the picture crying wants to throw the trophy away as soon as he, he threw it outside he, he literally i'm like what are you doing man forget it dad you know what i mean um so i think just for me i didn't get a lot of emotion emotion from my from a male figure mm -hmm. i'm trying to provide that for him 
uh, is one of my big things. And, and like you guys said, you do see that you realize that. I'm like, okay, you, you even catch yourself doing stuff like, okay, now I got to stop that one. Yeah. And there's other stuff you know you got to like increase. So I'll right. say that. Now, Chris, um, obviously I follow you. Um, I see how X's game has grown tremendously from handling the rock, confidence on the court, shooting the ball. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm really like almost just, just thrilled to just see just the progression you go, you know, yeah, you guys yeah. capture it, you know what I mean? So it's exciting to see. And you, you talked about, you know, you know, raising your son and specifically being a black man. Um, and, and obviously there's a different twist in my opinion uh, that you have to come when it comes to raising a black man um, specifically, because um, we're the biggest target, you know, our skin, our, our, who we are, our being is one of the biggest weapons, you know, in the world specifically at this time right now. So talk to us specifically how you, you know, are grooming, you know, this young man to become a strong black man. Uh, specifically, one thing me and Darnell seen, obviously doing a little bit of research, obviously in your tagline, you have scholarship or die. Oh, right. Yeah. So yeah. that's specific to, obviously you want him to go to school. You want him, you know, obviously yeah. finances and do what he needs to do to be successful, right? So kind of give us a, a backstory on scholarship or die and what it's like raising a, a black man. Man, you know what? Um, it's probably the most rewarding thing for me. And I've done a lot of good things uh, in my life. And I think that's seeing his progression, like you said, um, it makes me feel so good. Even the ups and downs, you know, I, I, I tell him, I'm, I'm not giving up on you. I got your back. But no, um, I think the biggest thing with that is this teaching. You know, you can teach a kid uh, discipline, accountability, res resourcefulness, uh, teamwork, compassion. You can teach it very, very in different ways. So um, even with the educational thing, he's in high ability. You know, I say, you know, son, you go to school every day. That's why you're good at it. You do it every day. You read every mm -hmm. day. You know, as soon as he come home, he he reads for 30 minutes minimum. You know, you do it every day. Um, and you know, and I, and the thing with basketball is the same way. If you if you want to be good, if you want to get to another level, uh, I'm not gonna let you have to do something. You know, I told him I I, I make a joke on him. Hey, if you say, hey, dad, I want to be a ballerina. Well, well, son, I'm gonna make fun of you, but we're gonna buy those shoes and we're gonna get after it. You know what I mean? You know, half measures. And that, that's one thing I tell him in life is no half measures. If you go halfway, you'll never make it. Um, so just trying to push him to, to anything. Cause you know, and I'll say this too, to other parents that ask me, they can, he can come in the house and, and spend three hours on a game and it turns into seven hours. You never even notice it. Mm -hmm. yeah. What's a couple hours on the court getting, getting your fitness up mm -hmm. uh, or, or a couple hours reading another book or doing an extra project here and there. Um, just trying to teach him how to be a better man than I was. You know, that's my, my, my goal for him. And, and not just with the with sports, you know, the scholarship of die thing is just, just something I had to like get all my pictures on one thing and say, hey, you can do anything you want to do, but you told me you want to do this. You know what I mean? And, I'm, I, I, and I asked you again, like, do you really want to do this? You, what do you want to be? You want to be in the YMCA or do you want to be in a, in a big gym somewhere? So I can help you get there. I was going to say um, about the scholarship or die thing. Xavier, he knows what that means because I was talking to Chris. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I was talking to the kids on Tuesday and I was like, oh, yes, Chris, we need to um, we need to open up the bank accounts like for the kids. Because I told him, I said, as soon as I drop my baby, I need to get a bank account. Like, because I don't want my kids to have to pay for college. Right. So Xavier was like, uh, he was like, I'm not going to have to pay for college. I was like, what you mean? He was like, scholarship or die. I was like, oh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but it it's educational like too, though. But it, it's sticking to him. Yeah. Like, it's, right. And it's, it's, it's and it's not just sports related. I just show that because that's what I like the most. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. I ain't gonna show them reading a book every day, but no. <laughs> read, a, read a book or not right. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'll tell> you. <laughs> oh man, but uh, I think that's really, 
and it's just a quality time I get to spend with my boy, man. Uh, we always we call him boys day. We, like, we dress alike and we go out, we do stuff together, just the guys. Um, I'm just trying to build a positive relationship to where, like, like, like she said, I'm your safe space. You know, I'm your dad, I'm hard on you, but no, um, me being your father comes in different ways. Like it's your father, stern and strict. Uh, sometimes I'm not gonna be your friend, but you know, uh, sometimes I am, and but all the time I'm gonna have your back. Yeah. Um, and I had to, you know, something's funny about that. I would say one other thing before I would get a little winded. I am. Are you good? You good? good. No, nah, do your thing. Hey, people, people need to hear this. Um, you can't be your kid's coach all the time. Sometimes you gotta just sit and let somebody else, you know, coach or teach for a little bit. Um, that has made us our our relationship better because I don't I don't yell at him anymore about working hard. But then when I do, he turns it up to a new level. Like, all right, I'm back in the saddle with dad again. I got to go hard. You know what I mean? So mixing up just who he deals with is good. Other other black men as well. So um, I, it's just a process, man. It's a process. Now, to ask you, that's a good point, though, that, that last line, like kind of splitting the the coach from, from the parent. Because, like, if you're always coaching, then sometimes as a kid, that can kind of get mixed. It's like, dang, you always – yelling yeah. at me always on me and it's, it's taken away from like you said the, the the loving or the emotional side that you're trying to get so that's a very important piece i big think time. to show that both sides and then mm-hmm. when i when now when i'm a fan it's big time positive reinforcement you'll see me on the on the on the game tapes keep your head keep your head you know you're good you know yeah. you're good. so yeah. just, just trying to be that positive reinforcement that light for him no matter what so so one more question for you okay. chris and then we'll transition uh since we're on here so we had two fathers on on the uh, show last week, right? And I keep going back because they said a lot of things Some that gems I, in there. <laughs> you know, obviously as, as a as a black man, you know, you will just kind of assume, you know, that you will be on the same page with another black father when it comes to certain things and raising your kid, right? So we asked them, you know, do you force your kid to play sports, right? Do you kind of put them in that position? And they both said no, and I was shocked by it. Um, just because for me, um, I think I was forced to play sports, but I think sports taught me more than just the actual activity. It taught me time management, it taught me discipline, it taught me teamwork, it taught me humility, it taught me how to lose. So it taught me so many other things rather than just actually playing a sport. So for me, you know, my thought process, and sometimes me and Kayla butt heads about this, and you know, obviously Brian isn't even there yet, um, or you know, Brayden um, at this point. But my kids are going to play sports. I don't. You cannot tell me. My son, my sons aren't playing sports. You don't have a, that's not your decision to make. You know what I'm saying? Until you get into high school where you can really cognitively understand why you don't want to play. And I'm, I'm okay. I can take that reasoning because you were able to, you know, fully explain to me why you don't want to play. So I guess what's your thought on that? Do your kids have to play sports? I mean, or your sons specifically? Yeah, my son specifically, yes. Um, I would say yes, but he wants me to push him, no. But I told him, again, you know, I don't care what you're going to do. You don't waste my time and money if you're not going to go hard. And, you know, we mathlete, you know, we went hard in that. You well, know? he's saying, would you, so, if it, so say if I, I get pregnant and I have oh, a okay, son, okay, right? okay. would you make your kids play sports? Not yes. Oh, sorry. Math, math. I'm just saying we go hard at everything. But yes, playing sports is non-negotiable. If you don't want to play, I'm going to make you play anyway. Right. It's just like uh, dinner time. You're a kid. How do you know you don't like green beans? Try the green beans. And if you don't throw up, then, then I'll get rid of the green beans. Like, I think I but think see, parents I, give these kids too many options and not, and then they go out here and just they're out of control. Can I jump in? I don't have no kids yeah. yet. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 
I so I think, and I don't know yet, but I think when I do have kids, I'm gonna make sure that they're doing some type of activity. Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna say they have to do sports because mm -hmm. if I'm uh, I'm assuming if I have a boys, they're gonna probably like sports because I love it. But it's a possibility that maybe my son, like you said, uh, loves math or loves I don't know a chess club or band. I, in middle school, I was in a band. I, I was in the drum. You know what I'm saying? So like maybe they passed it behind that. Sorry, baby. Now you good? I think it's a, it's a it's a balance though. Uh, I don't let it become a burden. So like when we play basketball, he plays in two groups. He plays in the A group where it's harder competition. Everybody can dribble, pass, shoot. Like right. you got to bring it. And then you play in a B group where hey, don't pass to nobody. Go go kill. You know what I mean? You take sixteen shots. So it it's not it's not a stressor to him. Where it's like like one of my cousins like that too. She played basketball growing up, and it's always it was always serious. Mm. Now we're gonna be serious when we train and stuff, but I want you to be. I got a video of him laughing and smiling as he drains a three. Like that's happy. So I make sure I provide serious, uh, recreational, not, never just one, because that one of just mentally mess you up. And I've seen kids get mentally messed up from having a bad run and, and don't come back from it like years from now. So I would say that too for like even you, B. Make, make do do the low YMCA rec stuff that mm -hmm. after kids don't know how to even look at the ball. And then you do the serious stuff where it's like, okay, we got to bring it. So I think that's helped us as well. No, that's real. Cause I'm thinking about it in my head. Like you don't want to throw him in the fire and then kill oh, no. his confidence. And then right. now he's going to hate it forever. Mm -hmm. So that right. makes it, that makes right. a lot of sense. Right. That's true. And so much stuff happens like when you were a kid that affects your mind when you, as you grow, Ooh, like, I'm, I'm what, 27 now. I still, still, I got insecurities about stuff when I was young. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. How I still can't swim. <laughs> I had a bad experience when I was little, and ever since then, shit, I ain't coming with the water. <laughs> nah, that's real. That's definitely real. So, um, so another question for you, Chris, as well. So, obviously, I know you say you love sports. I'm assuming, like, when you grew up, you played sports as well, right? At some point, I or no? Did. And I think I'm a little psycho with the support of sports because I didn't get the support. So, like, I'm gonna pay for you to get the training because I never got there. I'm gonna pay for the AAU because my parents are like, yeah, now nah, you. Yeah. You know, right, I, yep. so I, I get them a little, and I trust Brandy the same way, you know, with, with our future kids, I'm gonna be the, the same way. I'm gonna give you every opportunity to, to succeed or fail. You know what I mean? But the opportunity is gonna be there and that's in anything. Right. Um, so I, I guess it's called over support. No, you know, not over support, but you know. I don't think you, know, you can ever over support your Yeah, that's a, that's a bad right. way to say it. You're right. um, so like, this works more into like, whatever I, I didn't more, receive. I think you're more intentional there you go. about supporting. Yes. Mm -hmm. There you Thanks, go. Look, finishing <laughs> just a hell of a hell of a. So now my, my question, this is just me just being such a, uh, you know, uh, the way I envision myself as a dad, right? Like in a perfect world, I would love to have like have a boy and my son play the sports that I play, right? right. Just, just for ego. Did yep. you, did you like early on or subconsciously try to like push your son to play what you play? Keep it real with me. Yes. <laughs> hey, we ball it, baby. Right. Hey, uh, but I thought you were really good at track. I, I did that because I was fast. Okay. Oh, <laughs> so he's, 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 he's a track. No, I'm just playing. Right. He played football too, but he's like, uh, it's so funny, man. He, he didn't he, like that. Because that boy got cracked. Uh, he wants to play again, though, but I got a video of him, you know, coming through the hole, getting cracked. All the crowd was like, ooh. I'm like, damn, that's my son. And I was like, well, we, I know we done with this sport. Back to basketball. Yes, you know. But, um, yeah, I push him to that. But, I mean, again, he wants to. But I also give you the opportunity to do whatever other sports you do. Right. Now, I, I've invested in this. And you said you want me to invest in this. That doesn't mean you're going to get private soccer lessons. Now, we're going to go to the rec team, make sure, mm -hmm. like, you know, baseball. We're going to play in the leagues. But, uh, 
which one you got to choose one to put right. your money in. You know what I mean? Because I ain't got that much. Stuff's you know expensive, I mean? <laughs> bro. I, I, yeah, I, I, is, couldn't play fo- I couldn't play football personally until uh, eighth grade was my first year, which for me, like wow. compared to my friends, that was like late. That's late yeah. Yeah. So I had to play basketball early on. One, I loved it, but it was just, all you need is a jersey, some shorts. It was whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but football, you got to buy all the pads, the butt pads, knee pads, and I could, we just couldn't afford it. So yeah, I was right. a late bloomer myself. So I feel you there. So I have one more question. I think that for me, this is probably the biggest question. Um, I want y'all to tell the people your thought. Um, you, you mentioned it, um, Chris, a little earlier. This generation, right? We understand that each generation is different in their own regard, right? When it comes to, you know, respect, when it comes to, you know, handling themselves, uh, just kind of day-to-day everything from social media. You know, you just see it. Everything is, is different. Um, parenting is different. You know what I mean? So one thing that I see a lot is I see a lot of parents being friends with their children, mm-hmm. right? So for me, my question for you guys is, obviously you have a lot of situations where people are afraid to be super stern with their kids in fear of messing up that relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So talk to me uh, about the hard conversations, the discipline and you know how you go through with that. Because I think a lot of people do need to understand that you know, they're, they're all, they're all, there's always a fine line between the parent and the child. You know what I'm saying? And even when kids grow up, you know, you can tell that they didn't have, they didn't understand that balance, right? Mm-hmm. Of how they respect adults because they don't even respect the people in their homes. And it right. becomes, uh, you know, more of a snowball effect of how, you know, those children start to treat people as they get older. So talk to us about the discipline factor of being that stern parent and, you know, laying the law down, but also not, Wanting to obviously hurt your relationship. You love your kids, right? And you right, know your right, kids right. are get over it. But I think a lot of parents are afraid of really disciplining their in disciplining their child because they don't want to tarnish the relationship. Yeah, I mean, uh, me and my dad didn't become friends until I stopped borrowing money from him. You know, like at twenty five, you know, I, I, he was still taking care of me some type of way, even if it was monetarily here and there. You know, we now we're friends. Go over there, drink. I mean, I, I cussed way too much around him. I, mean, I still respect him, but I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm a man now. Um, I say the same thing to my son. You're my boy. I'm going to look out for you, but hey, you're a child, and I'm your father, so I got, I'm going to hold you accountable. Um, you know, and there's sometimes where he, like, pushes the line. You know, he has a cell phone. I'm like, you know, don't, don't try me. You know, I'm, I'm giving you this freedom. Don't abuse it. Um, so I'm real. We're, we're the same way. You know, we love our kids. And kids are malleable. They, they, it's like they're like, not a cop. Puppies, they like puppies. They're, they're sad. Like, all right, get a spanking. Really, five minutes later, come here. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like are you not mad at me? Right, you no, know. No. Adults hold grudges longer than the kids do. Oh, um, yeah. that's a bar that's right there. Yeah, and that's really it right I, there. So, well, see, mine's kind of different. Like, I feel like I feel like my mom did a a, a good balance of being my friend and my mother. There was never a time in my life, and I'm not kidding, and that's why I I pray to God that Mason continues to tell me things um, that make her uncomfortable, like, you know, that she's open me. There there was never a time that I didn't tell my mom something that happened, like, I don't even tell her, uh, no, I'm just saying, like, you know, <laughs> she has all the same story she always tells. No, like, but, <laughs> right. yeah, but I'm gonna tell the story. I told not, my mama when I was, like, yeah, like, I literally told her the next day because I was like, okay, that's my safe space. I know that my mom's gonna be disappointed, but she's going to help me, like, she's gonna help me figure out, okay, what's next steps? Is that a record, y'all? Like, 
like, do we need to talk more about comment? It was like, what, what are the next steps, yeah. right? And when I had that conversation with her, I literally remember saying like, damn, like, I want to be a mama like this. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be like, okay, baby, I'm disappointed in you. You know, I'm, I, you didn't make the right decision, but what's next? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I never felt scared to tell my mama something ever. And people like, like some of my girlfriends are like, oh, I would never tell my mom that. I would never tell her that. I was like, well, see, I always felt comfortable mm-hmm. telling my mom, but I still had that level of respect to be like, damn, she's gonna be pissed at me. But who else? Who else would I want to tell? But my, but my mom, like yeah. you know. So I think for me, like the biggest thing is like I, I always try to like, like I'll make to know I'm not her friend because I, I be getting her ass. But she also knows <laughs> that she can tell me like anything. anything. Yeah. I mean, she can tell me something that Chris did that made her mad. Well, daddy did this. And I was like, I'll be like, okay, I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to tell daddy, okay? And I'll text Chris, like, why would you do that to her? But, <laughs> but he won't tell Mason because he wants us to keep that level of trust. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, Brian, back to your question. I've, I've seen, even like even in like Walmart or like, you know, Target, I've seen people talking to their parents as if like, they're like they like that's my girlfriend on the street. I'm like, wait, what? Crazy. Even back what you said about like you can tell the level of respect and how somebody was raised, even how they treat their teachers, their coaches, like elders. You can just tell like how they were raised. Right. Yeah. No, nah, that's definitely that's real. Cause like I didn't have you know friends when I was younger. Man, I go over their house and they talk to their mom crazy, and I'm over here like. Man, if I said if I said that to my to my people, it's a wrap. Like it's over. I wouldn't even be over here right now. So right. <laughs> yeah. sitting the cut though used to be that 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 friend just sitting the cut. <laughs> yeah, they wilding right now. I, I could yeah. never, never do that. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm like girl, I can't. What? <laughs> nah, for sure, for sure. So now nah, another uh, kind of question I have for you guys is. Uh, just in general, like just being parents, you know, going through through this everyday journey. Like to me, being a parent is an everyday thing. Like you might you might have been a great parent yesterday. You got to do it again today. You know what I'm saying? Every day you got to keep doing it. So it's like, Darnell, we were we were literally just in it probably like an hour ago. Like, I'm playing, Brandy. No, I'm no, not kidding. Real. I'm not yeah. playing. I ain't kidding. It's, it's every day. Because <laughs> I told, I literally told the lady, I was like, you know, it's it's like a it's like a cycle. It's like a rat race. Like mm-hmm. you get done with it, and the next day it's like. Boom, you gotta do it all over again. Now, normally, like when you by yourself, it's like, oh, I can kind of be more free. I can just kind of like, I may wake up at eight, I may wake up at 8 30. But right. when you have kids, it's like, it don't matter if you hung over, it don't uh, matter if yeah. you hurt and you got, you got to get up. Like, they you need you every up. day. Yeah. Every but, day. but, but to that, within the last three years, and I mentioned this on social media on Mother's Day, every parent has a choice. So the parents yeah. that are good parents, it's, it's everything to me. Yeah. Like my girlfriends who are bomb ass moms, like, and I've learned that people are like, I don't understand how people can be disconnected from their kids. I'm like, girl, yeah. I've seen it. Every parent had to, even with my dad, like my dad <laughs> had, had a choice to be present and he wasn't. So, you know, that's why I commend parents so much, the ones that are good, because you all do have a choice. You could be like, you know what? I don't want to do this somewhere. And y'all could easily say that, like not easily, but I'm just saying like everybody has a choice. That's facts. That's fact. You you got a choice with everything in life, really, when it comes down to it. So it's a matter of yeah, like you waking up and making the, making a decision. So now with that, I want to just ask you know both of you just what advice would you give um, you know parents right just from from both perspectives being a a father, black father at that, you know being a mother, stepmother at that, just like just in general, what advice would you would you give? I would say it's a marathon, man. It's a marathon. Um, even with like their educational, like my daughter's, you know, learning to read and boy, I tell you, 
Patience. I ain't never heard someone spell it S H E so many times. <laughs> and then, then, like, are you doing it on purpose? I know. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, my and, blood pressure be rising. I'm like, I'm like, you know, let's take a break. I'm like, like, I'm going back out to the garage. I let her yeah, handle that. One. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a marathon, man, and um, and it's and it's okay to, to to take your time. Like sometimes I tell kids, hey guys, don't call dad for for an hour. Yes, that's important. Just, just go go to y'all rooms, chill out. Give me a break for a minute. Yeah. Or I also will say, uh, what's the uh, what, how do you don't make promises you can't keep because they mm. will remember. Mm. You say you're gonna. I, I try if I if I say say I'm gonna do something, I'll do it. If not, hey, I'm not doing it. Here's the date I can, or just flat out no. That's a good point too. Um, those would be mine. Um, I would say for me, especially talking to like the women, don't let um a man with kids now don't now i ain't talking about five and six okay like three two three three but i'm just saying like don't let you know that be a determining factor if you like date somebody because i could i could have been missing out on like my husband you know so i'm just saying like don't let that be a determining factor and then two as mothers in a whole like give yourself grace like you know every day you're not going to be in the best mood and that's okay like yeah. you don't you don't have to put on that face because kids can pick it up they like David would say did you have a rough day with meetings I'm like yeah I did you could tell so like you know give yourself grace and and know that like every day is not gonna be perfect and too to the ladies like don't and, and to the men and to the men too like if you know and oh Brian this is something I want to talk about on our gender roles call when y'all get back in town okay so Chris this is put this on y'all a notepad so we can discuss later but Chris he told me that he would never date a woman with kids. Ooh, and I'm like, what? Yes, yes wait. y'all. No, no, that's what you said. Oh, no, Chris. He said he would never. He said he would never. He said he would never. But we're not, we ain't gonna discuss it. It's, it's the cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. So you gotta okay. cliffhanger. The next I like that. Oh, like yeah. So that would be. Hey, I hear my reasoning. That would be my advice. You don't understand. Right now. <laughs> okay. Ooh, spicy. Okay. <laughs> so. Gotta ask you this last question, then we'll go to our quick hitters to, to end the show. Um, there we, we're hitting um, this is so that, fun. that time yeah. limit there. But big question here, and that kind of goes in, into Brandy. Um, Brandy's question: Does kids affect your relationship? Yes, one hundred and twenty percent. One hundred and twenty. She didn't even say one hundred five. They do. They do. We, yeah. One thing we we're good at, and we're, we're continuing to work on, is intentional about the time we spend together. Um, and making sure we're still us, and then making sure we're still individuals. So I don't know. You see her brunch queen over here. She's at brunch every Saturday. <laughs> okay. so I think it, but understanding that, like, just because I, you see me with my son, um, that doesn't mean he's my life. You know, I still go to the gym. Well, I've been slacking, but I I do stuff by myself. Like, or we'll go together. Hey, you're on your own. I gotta get my lip, my weight in. Right. Um. Well, she's looking because I've definitely been slacking. But I think you, you uh, got a wedding coming up. He gonna get to it. He gonna get back to it. Thank you. Thank okay, you. Okay. I think that's that's it, it. It does affect it, um, but you can't let it because they're innocent. You, but you can control the environment as best you can, uh, for sure. So I'll give my two cents. Um, our premarital counselor just said today, your relationship cannot be built on kids, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Your happiness cannot be built on your children Sorry. because when they go away, it's gonna be y'all two left. Right. And I think that's key because oftentimes we get so wrapped up in our schedules, dropping off Mason and soccer, Chris doing this. Yeah. At the end of the day, it, it the core has to be us. Yeah. Like us. Like I love them to death, but they're Straight gonna up. grow up, they're gonna do these, they're all of these things, they're gonna go off to college, they're gonna get married, mm-hmm. and then 
you know, 30, 40 years go by and I'm looking at Chris and I want to be like, okay, babe, we still right where we're supposed Locked to be in, at. Yeah. So I, I think that. that, yes, they do affect affect you, but you can't let them- Negatively affect you. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Nice, that's, that's beautiful. Because yeah. it's funny, um, I've, hear, I've heard certain situations of parents getting divorced once their kids graduate from college or, yeah. you, know, you know, I see so many situations and that's very impactful, mm -hmm. even for me <laughs> being a new father yeah, to yeah. make sure that my relationship is on the forefront, mm -hmm. you know, obviously your kids, but you know, even in the Bible, like your wife comes first, you know, right. you got to keep that understanding and keep that, keep that love between you guys and every specific relationship intact. So that's real game. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. You know, parents be, be staying together sometimes just because of the kids. You hear them stories a lot too. So, yeah. no, nah, that's real right. That's real right. Y'all were dropping some gems today, man. Chris and Brandy ain't playing, boy. Just doing their thing. Thank y'all. I appreciate it for sure. For sure. Well, like you said, let's we gonna we always end each episode with something a little lighter, a little fun. My man Bolo got a he got a new game that he it's brought. Crazy, hey. And then make sure you explain it to him because I don't want people just trying to jock my style and take it from me because I, I, I can see the world star or somebody or shade room doing what we doing right now. Bolo, you remember what happened last time we came to your house for the couples game, right? Oh, uh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. I hear about that one. I hear about that one. We don't lose. Hey, look, look. Mikey's pregnant right now, but 2022 <laughs> is going down. It's going yes, down. It's going yes, bring, okay. bring back the couples. The couples uh triathlon. So, you know what I mean? they, they, beat us, they beat us in a couple triathlon last year, but you know, we gonna we gonna make sure we hey, come back. The, the, the Smiths wasn't present. I might I might have to buy me a flight. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so let Man, me Ryan, you gotta do it real big. Got to, we got to. Yeah, it's only right. It's only right. All right. I didn't want to interject right. No, nah, you're good. So so this game, it's not it's not a competition, really. It's more just kind of your preference. So it's uh it's called publish one. Mixtape one or drop one, so it's kind of that you know that that similar game. Uh, was it kill one, marry one? You probably heard that before, like okay, yeah, so yeah. Wait, publish one, so like create an album, have create somebody an album. create an album, or yeah. have somebody create a mixtape, or, or just drop throw their ass in the trash. So, is it all music? Preference? Yeah, it'll be it'll be personal preference. So, for example, oh. so, so so this first one, right? And I don't know how much y'all in the music, or all that, but the first one, I'm gonna start with some rap. We got J. Cole, who just dropped, Lil Wayne, and Drake. So again, you got published one, I mean, publishing an album, mixtape, you want them to drop a mixtape, and then just drop them. J. Cole, would... Lil Wayne, Drake. That's a question. That's a question? Yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. Oh, okay, right. I will publish Drake because, I mean, he's Drake. Every every girl loves Drake. Uh, I will probably mixtape Lil Wayne. Because I used to listen to him more when I was like in high school. Um, Carter three, and it wasn't it. Yeah, yeah Carter three. And, yeah, and I would trash J Cole only because I don't listen to him. So that's why I'm, that's why I rock with Brandy. I told you, Bolo. All right, hey, Chris, talk to me. I'm gonna have to just spend money on two albums, dog. Because uh... <laughs> you gotta drop one. Don't don't be on the fence. Don't be on the fence. That's all. Ah, oh, shoot. Come on. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, J. Cole album, Drake mixtape. Wait, which one are you doing? I just said album J. Cole. Oh, J. Cole? Yeah, mixtape Drake. Come on now. And then, hey, because uh, a lot of people sleep on Drake's mixtapes. Oh, my God. I this, Early Drake was different. You dropping two, Cheeto? I don't want to, but I think... Mean, ah! 
I, mean, hey, I love Lil Wayne. I was telling him he's a, a super Lil Wayne head over there. I've been I'm like Lil that. Wayne too, but he's throwing his dreads right now. Answer me that. Riddle me that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with the dreads. <laughs> I'll take a J. Cole album any day, and yeah. I'll take a vintage Drake mixtape any day. Now yeah. I get it. The Carters, the droughts, like Lil Wayne was Bro, drought, no ceilings. No ceilings. Lil I'm, Wayne I'm, is a mixtape king. How you not Drake mixtapes is not better than Wayne mixtapes. I just keep it like it's preference. Though. I, love, I preference. love Drake. I love Drake, but I don't know. I hear y'all though, but yeah. So that hey, that's, that's what we got today, Bolo man. Where, where can the people find y'all though? Real quick, you know, social drop. You want to throw out your IG name real quick? Sure. So you can find me on Instagram. Go off Brandy G O O F F B R A N D I. And then you can also follow my lifestyle brand, Go Off Sis, G-O-O-F-F-S-I-S underscore. Woo! Wow. Coming in right. <laughs> <laughs> Up, then it's stuck, huh? Yeah. Uh, you just do a Sully, S-U-L-L-E-Y. Uh, and then, of course, Daycation, Day Party. Um, hey, I got some tickets for y'all, too. So, well, uh, you know, LA, but, you know, if you're going out, I got some tickets. For, oh, for y'all listeners, too. We'll get some tickets oh. away. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah oh, be that'd be dope. Absolutely. I love that. Well, like always, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate your impact. Keep doing what you're doing. Beautiful yes. parents, beautiful and, models and, out and, here yeah. in the world. People are watching you guys. So keep doing what you're doing. Continue to follow us on all platforms. You know, yeah. Apple, subscribe. Apple, Apple Google, underscore. Podcast. Yes. Thank you guys so Thanks, much. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate it, y'all. Really appreciate y'all for joining the porch, man. No doubt, Thank no you. doubt. Yeah. Bye. Bye, y'all. Never plotting. Always knew I would make it. I'm locked in. Locked in. Never stopping. I got money. They act like they like me. Foreign women, expensive in prices. Doing things I ain't seen and it's shocking. Yeah, they love me. They like how I'm rocking. Showing love since the day that I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Every day finding ways to make profit. Yeah. Yeah. In the booth, press record, making hot shit. Yeah, I drop it. Play my shit in the club, gotta watch it. Why the niggas be looking and plotting? They step in the game and they catch us and rock. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.